Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Buffs on Podcast. We are the best POD in the 313. Uh, if you follow Pistons Hype and us on social media, you would be expecting Pistons Hype to be with us today. But he came down with pneumonia, so uh, he will be on after the deadline, so make sure you stay tuned for that episode. But you still got Connie, Gabe, Valley, and I on today. Uh, we're going to review the Pistons previous week against the Bucks. Um could we beat? Oh, the Nets and uh, the Rockets. And then we're going to dive into uh, our um, a little past midseason grades for you guys, uh, for for the guys um, this season. So first, first and foremost, Connie, Gabe, Valley, how are we doing today? And uh, how do we feel about the week overall? We'll start with uh, who's first on my screen here. We'll start with Connie. I'm doing I'm living. Uh, this was a very regular game, regular week of Pistons basketball, you know, <clears throat> we got a good win in there. Um, we got a bad loss in there and we played the Bucks, which has the same outcome every single time ever since. <laughs> Giannis, was yeah, yeah, Giannis, you don't remember the, the playoff series we played against them <laughs> for <laughs> round one. I'm trying not to. Or, like, Drummond's I mean, got a record beating. Uh, he's got some sort of record from that. Yeah, all time plus minus in NBA history. I think actually that may have gotten. I think that may have gotten broken in the um, in the Phoenix Mavs game seven. But right. I feel like yeah, I don't watch the Bucks games anymore because I can tell you what happens before the game. It's they're gonna come out, they punch us in the mouth, and we lose in the first quarter, and the rest of the game <laughs> is really whatever. Um, yeah, but yeah. It was a good week. It was a good yeah. week. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I think so. Gabe, what about you? How do you what do you think about the week at a glance? Yeah, much the same, much the same. You know, the Bucks, it's just Giannis. Uh could I did what he want for the first quarter, the whole team did. And yep, as Connie said, that was the game early on, as it always is. Yeah. It was a, a fun week though, overall, I thought. I mean, even yeah. the Bucks game after that quarter, like it was watchable. We 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 lost anyway, but you know it was fun. The other we two put up one thirty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a lot of scoring. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Valley. Any thoughts on the week before we dive into the it, a little bit more? Just a great week for Victor. You know, get get pummeled <laughs> by the Bucks. You know, beat a pretty decent team in the Nets, and then and then lose to the outrageously tanking Rockets. Great great week to bring home Victor. How do we out tank a tanking team? Like it's incredible. Like they literally sat like their three main guys. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have an explanation for you. I, I got I got some I got a, a suspicion. Uh, I think they're definitely better without Kevin Porter Jr. playing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seems like they like the Rockets lose games because they play Chuck based basketball and they were not playing Chuck based basketball against us. Um. Now we get the opportunities, but uh, I thought the Rockets played like a basketball team, and that's how they beat us, you know. And they don't often play like a basketball team; they often play like a a, a pickup a pickup team. <laughs> they yeah. also had some ridiculous threes that game, though. The Garuba yeah. two quarter knockdown. <laughs> no, <was>. we're not <laughs> talking about. <laughs> Deshaun Nix hit two threes. This guy plays like half an hour. Doesn't I think score. Garrison Matthews hit a couple too. A shooter, at least you know those. Yeah, at least yeah. Eric Gordon did. Eric Gordon did things to us too. Someone hit it. I think he hit a couple over one over Jerry, one over two, right? Those the kind of ones, yeah. Yeah. Actually, forty six percent from three this season. 
Like over how many? Right, on how many I think he's taken like forty total, but still, like it's, he doesn't play that not, much. That's a higher amount than I thought. That's more than I would have thought. Yeah, I was gonna say like fifteen. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I, I still think Jalen Green's afraid of us. I mean, he sat like I was telling Valley. He sat like two of the four games we played against him. Um, one of those that he played was in the summer league game, so it doesn't even count. Uh, Garuba is eleven for twenty-four on the season. Oh, 24. Oh, okay, okay. But in forty-six games, like he takes half a three game. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Uh, I was. I really wanted to see Sengun because, like, he's getting a lot of hype oh. for like his footwork and his passing. I was really I excited for the the Duran versus Sengun matchup. Me too. Me too. What did you guys? Uh, um, what what do you guys make of, of some rotations that that game against the Rockets? Because we came out the gates flying, and then that second unit lost us the game or lost us the lead. Um, we weren't there, but then second half, the second unit comes back, gets us out of a double digit deficit, gets us in a pretty good position, and then Casey pulls them out and doesn't even look at them again. What do you guys think about the rotations during that game? Like, what are you gonna get? Like, I I understand people are upset about it, but what are you gonna get upset about? Like. They came in, they were mad that they, people on Twitter and Reddit were mad that he put them in, and then they were mad that they took them out. Like, <laughs> they lost us the game, and they brought us back into it. Like, it's just how basketball works. Yeah. Both, yeah, both starters and backup units got a big, fought to be a big plus and fought to be a big minus at some point in the game. So, like, I don't know, you could have switched it up again, but... At the same time, I think our starting and backup units have the same propensity to do the exact same thing at any given point. Me, I mean, me I think personally, I would have, I would have liked to see a little bit more at Hamadou Diallo. I don't know, like, I don't know how much more, but like one, two, three more minutes. I think Killian Hayes was playing better in that second half. Could have played one or two more minutes, but those two guys in particular, I guess, and Isaiah Livers are the guys I'm slowing out that I think probably should have played a little bit more. Um, but that's just my opinion. Obviously, you know, like it, you can say that easier in, in hindsight. Um, but I still would have rather seen a little bit more, at least of Hamadou Diallo, because I thought he was really changing things. Yeah, he's been amazing this week, just overall. Tremendous. At 20 minutes a game, 25 would be nice. You know, take a little off bay, a little off bogey, and just let Hamid run wild. He's been amazing. Yeah, I I agree with that. I want to see more Hami. You know, he just when he comes in, it's a, a switch is just flipped. It's crazy. We play so much better. But I think Casey's – oh, go ahead. Hey, I'm just I was saying he was really digging in the passing lanes in, yeah. in the Rockets game. He got into a couple, like, where the Rockets would leave their feet before they made a pass, and then he yeah. sees that they leave their feet, and he anticipates it really well. And mm-hmm. he gets in that passing lane. And um, he doesn't often – a lot of – I think some of our guys, they, they sort of try to play the passing lane, and then they don't complete the action, and then they're just, like – a lot of rotation. Yeah. Open three. Uh, it doesn't seem like he fails on the um, like it either goes out of bounds or he gets it when he makes the play for it. So it, it doesn't often break down the defense when he tries to go for one of those. Yeah, I can see so, that. A really valuable skill. Super valuable. Yeah. Uh, also, I, Isaiah Livers dunking. Like we've seen Not that. Dunking, bro. That, that was a body. <laughs> that was a body. <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I was so happy I, when he started driving. I'm like, please go up with this. Uh, I think Diallo needs to pass more on a fast break, though. Do you guys feel like he keeps the ball like every time? I feel like there's like one or two times you could have given it up. 
Yeah, on, on a fast that. break, no no complaints for me because Hamadou Diallo is the biggest oh, threat on a fast break. He's, he's, he's going downhill and he knows where he wants to go. He wants to fly to the rim. I don't yeah, know. There's been a few awkward times where he's held it like a second or too long. Maybe he's he's thrown the pass too late or the pass isn't even there. He's he's run into a charge a few times. Um, yeah. But but I, I still want Hamadou Diallo to be the leader of that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, I love him on the break. I just feel like sometimes there's instead of him going up and getting fouled, I'd rather him dish it off to like the trailer for an easier layup. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Speaking of charges, Jaden Ivey is being read like a book by the Rockets. He just, he needs to slow, like, he, like, I feel like he played a lot better pace-wise in the Nets game than the Rockets game. Uh, I thought that first charge was kind of bogus. Okay. Uh, where he passed it out to Bogey. I mm-hmm. thought that... It wasn't like a lateral movement by Jay Shante. He kind of stepped up towards him and then, like, and then yeah. passed that, which is like, if you, it's, I, I mean, I guess he was set, but like you move towards the guy to set it up. Like that's kind of like not a natural motion to get a charge. But um, he, uh, those turnovers, there were a couple turnovers where he was like just tossing it up into stuff. Like, I think these are just the woes of being young and super athletic. Yeah, I'm fine with this is probing. This is like this is like learning 101. He's like, oh, okay, this is I can't do that. (laughs) Um, yeah, like putting a 12 year old behind a uh behind the wheel of a Ferrari, you know, they're gonna crash a couple times, but the top, but by the time they're 16, I bet they're pretty good at driving that Ferrari, you know. Good analogy, I like it. I um. Were you, those turnovers you're talking about, like beginning of the third third quarter area? There was about? one that's in my mind. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a lob to Duran where yeah, there were yeah, like third. three guys <laughs> there. There was no opportunity. There was no around. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I, I like that he's trying to go for those now because, like, I, I read that him and Duran stay after. Casey said him and Duran stay after practice and just. That's where this bond is coming from. I love that bond for I mean, for me. Yeah, you can really tell. Like they have a nice connection. That Bucks game, he, Duran rolled really nice. Ivy had some really nice uh, finds. You know the where he looked away to the uh, mm-hmm. under the really nice. My nice favorite was like when Duran did that little back cut and Ivy no. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was beautiful. And so I mean, if we, if we have this connection already, like that's gonna be that can be like a nice pick and roll it's like even on ball off ball next to Cade that's yeah it's a threat I feel like Ivy this past week or so has really also just taken a step generally as a passer I think he's been (laughs) like since he was just like moved as a lone starting point guard he's a much better passer than I than I thought he was uh he's much more capable of getting those assists and I think that's because he um he can get two feet in the paint pretty much whatever he wants to like Killian's probably the best passer on the team right now but he can't get two feet in the paint worth a damn but uh if you can shift the defense move the defense it makes it so much easier to to get assists and he's actually four and a half a game that's a that's pretty dang good I, for a rookie yeah that's really good first, yeah. uh speaking of killian hayes he's been stinking it up lately i oh. I don't know. I, I I disagree a little bit. Like, uh, well, in the Nets game. Yeah, I, I, it seems like a pretty good time to, to talk about the Nets game. That was great. Um, he dropped sixteen in that game. Came off the bench, which which seems that might be like a continuing theme. Although Casey said the lineups will be fluid. Um, mm-hmm. but against Brooklyn, yeah, sixteen points. Uh, had uh, some really nice games. Casey credited Killing the way he closed out the game, 
and just in general for the entire team, everyone who played outside of Isaiah Livers, who is a defense first guy, scored in double figures against Brooklyn. This was one of my more favorite, most fun games of the season for me. Um, the way everybody was piling in, Sadiq was doing his thing. Everybody was just playing really well. And I thought, you know, I think it's easy to say that about Killian, um, you know, with the game he's games he's missed and then the game in Paris was terrible. Um but I thought he had a he had a slow start against Houston, but ended up having a pretty good second half against them. So I, I think he's all right right now. I don't I I'm not too concerned about any tra- trajectory. Yeah, makes sense. I I'm probably just looking at him from an overly critical eye. Like I just feel like I don't know. I feel like he's making a he's just fallen asleep a lot. Whether he's got the ball in yeah. his hand or guarding somebody, I just like he's fallen asleep too much for my liking. To the like the like first few times he did it, I was like, yeah, on defense. Yeah, on defense. Uh, even on in, in, on his passes, like he's not like committing to any sometimes to his passes, and then he'll just get stuck, throw it away. Uh, I I just I don't know. I'm uh, you guys know I'm a big Killian supporter, so maybe it's just because I'm watching him more and I'm keeping. A, I, I see all of his little mistakes. Um, no, I don't. Know. I just feel I, like I, I, I fully agree definitely. with you actually. And like first play, I think it was the first play he came in. He kind of drove baseline against Houston and threw a lazy yeah. pass. Kind of got caught in the and threw it away. Off the top of my head, one more time. I, I can't remember who he was guarding, but I, was it Tate? Maybe he came in for a layup, I open think it was layup, Tate. and he missed it. And the ball missed yeah. it. it. bounced down once or maybe even twice. And Killian is just standing there like after playing defense. And I thought maybe, you know, you mm-hmm. know, you hustle a little harder and get to that ball. But there's been a few of those moments. I definitely agree with you. I, again, it's maybe a potentially over, overly critical eye. Um, you know, as we, we me and you watching <laughs> a little closer, probably than most people. But yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I think that's a little thing to keep an eye on. Yeah, laziness is a problem team wide, though. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who get like other than a couple people in here. There's a, a, a good lack of energy in a lot of our losses. Not in that Nets game. The Nets game was nice, but in a lot of the ways we lose, it's just like they're just not. Doesn't seem like they're trying that hard. Um, and back to Hayes, uh, he has like good games. He's just the. Like I feel like I'm I'm oscillating on on him on him this season so much. Like I was so down and then I was so up. And I evened out a little bit, but he is just so jump shot dependent. And those jump shots are like tough jump shots to where like if he's if they're like taking that away from them or if he's having trouble hitting them that night, he's just like a zero. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he doesn't get to the rim. And jump shot dependent, mid-range jump shot dependent. He doesn't go to the rim, he doesn't hit threes. So it's like if he's hitting those mid-range jump shot, he's a valuable player. And if he doesn't, he's, you know, he's off. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> That's why we lose that Rockets lead in the in the first half when he comes out there. Because it just like stagnates to absolute zero. Because if he's not hitting, he's not getting to the paint. He's not moving the defense. Nobody's really moving the defense. And then that's that's how you get basketball to be played. You move the defense. But if if he's just dribbling there and going tween, 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 tween. <laughs> You know, or then passing off to Bogey as he comes up, and the ball never really goes inside the three-point line. Not much coming. Yeah, there's there's got to be something done about that. I mean, like I felt like I mean it was the Rockets who had pretty much like nobody playing, but like he got to the rim a few times yesterday. He, and Valley and I talked about it. He he had that really strong take in the first half. Like I I don't think I've ever seen him like jump toward contact like that before. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, where you got the got the foul on yeah Fernando and then yeah, uh, oh, yeah I don't know. That, I, sure. 
He's but that, I think that was also just like a defensive lapse. Like they played him super tight up top and just kind of let him walk by it. Like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> we could debate on Killian all day, but uh, any you other thoughts it? you guys got on the week? I like the lineup with Ivy three shooters and then a dunk threat. I think it's really nice, and also I think it's right. low key a Alec Burks exhibition before the trade deadline. Get him some more minutes. He's lighting mm-hmm. it up. Make it a nice pick. I really, I'm in favor of moving them. Like we're not good. We won't be that good next year. Let's just cash in. Seems more and more likely. I mean, we proved we can beat the Nets without Bogey. So you know what? Let's the Nets, get rid of the them. Nets are not good. <laughs> hey, hey, let me sell my guy. All right. Oh, um, Nick Claxton on the Nets is kind of cold though. Yeah, no question. Really MIP incoming. Him or um, it's gonna be marketing, but like. I think it's them too. I'll be I'll, I'll be damned if we don't if we don't talk about Jalen Dern for for at least a minute here because he's yeah I was gonna say serious steps averaging some monster double doubles over the over the past week or two. Um, Milwaukee he had a monster night twenty three and fifteen you know I'll be ugly loss few garbage time buckets in there but um the the man the man's on a tear you can see just like by the movements he makes um he's just he's ready like he's. He throws everything down. He's super fun. That free throw shooting has come a long way. That's something we haven't talked about at all in a short period of time because he was shooting horrendous percentages, like legal yeah. percentages, well under 50%. Uh, dug himself in a pretty pretty big hole, but uh, the form looks really good. I'm not worried about that in the long-term future. Like the, the mechanics of the shot look good, and the free throws have been going in. Obviously, see a few jumpers as well. So just, just more excitingness coming from Jalen Dern. Oh, absolutely. I love, I- I'm telling you guys, the jump shot's coming. Next year, he's going to be shooting some jumpers. I love how we're feeding him in the post a little bit more, too, letting him work a little bit. Had a, had a couple baby hooks. He keeps, I mean, I- he can't drive left, I don't think. I mean, because I always see him, like, when he catches it on the right block, he always drives towards the baseline, gets stuck under there. But happened a couple times against Houston. But I'm, I love Jalen Duran. I mean, we'll talk a little, about it a little bit more when we do, like, the grades and stuff. But I really like what I've seen from Jalen Duran so far. I, uh, he's seventy six percent from the free throw line is in his eighteen games as a starter, which is is, is great. Uh, I really like when he goes to that baseline. I think he did it like twice against the Rockets. One time he mm-hmm. got fouled. One time he got a bucket. Like if they're gonna let him get to the paint to the basket, you know. I just don't want him to get stuck under there. I mean, I like it when he does it. I just because he he's so strong that he's able to like just bully his way and then go up do that little reverse dunk. So I'm for it. I just want him to make sure he doesn't get stuck under there. So what do we think happened in like in the Rockets game? Because he came out like first five, first four or five minutes and looked like, I don't know, prime Dwight Howard. And then he ended the game with nine points and five rebounds. Like what did oh, they I do was going to say the same thing. I, I was I was doing the after game, the post game post. And I'm like, oh, I got a post about Dern. And I look and it's only nine and because five. That's what that could. Like I was like blown away in the first seconds of the game. And then so what do, what do we think happened? Like, that continued throughout that Rockets game? I think foul trouble. I think he was just so concerned about picking up more fouls that he just stopped being aggressive. I mean, that Bruno Fernando call was awesome. But. He also played, like, five out the whole game with Jabari Smith at the five. And, like, he's just an interior guy. He wants to be in the paint. So, I mean, I think he'd have a nicer stat line against uh, – But I guess offensively, like, he Shane kind of Moore. disappeared a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think it's also um, – like Ivy and Killian weren't like you know beating him. He, 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 he he's not like a back to the basket type of like guy. 
And if the threat of the drive isn't there, he can't dunk. So. Yeah, and uh, maybe like it had something to do with us trying to catch up, so they kept going to like Bogey Bay Burks instead of trying to, you know, get it to Dern. I guess uh, Bogey needs to start throwing that oop to Duran. Uh, I feel like I see it so many times where he like, young know, like there's like he curls into the paint. Duran sets the off ball screen, rolls, Bogey catches. Curls into the paint. He basically runs towards the hoop, and Duran yeah. is waiting in the dunker spot. And the guy always comes out to defend Bogey. And last night he was missing it. I mean, a lot of times he just hits it. But I think it would be so easy. Like it's like a three foot lob. If he just like tossed it to the side of the hoop, Duran's not gonna every time. Yeah, I, think, I, can, I swear, could average double digit assist on this team if he just made that pass. I can see that. I think there was like one or two times he got caught in between lobbing and passing, and he just shot it anyway. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, let's see. Bogey's been cold the last two games, though. He has, but you know that he'll come back. I was just gonna say. He I was just saying. ridiculously hot sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, like unfair hot. Any any worries about Stu? Uh, no. Is to come back healthy? Just like fully stop shooting three pointers. Yeah, I think it's a shoulder. I think after the All Star break, they'll start shooting again. Hmm. All right. And Sadiq, we always talk about Sadiq. Uh, I'm I'm not really worried about him anymore. He's been better but... in January. Um, he's, yeah, he's been shooting thirty eight percent from three in January. Um, he still shoots forty percent from the field in general, which like I don't know. Like I'm more <laughs> up on it. He was definitely having a good month, but. He's just a late starter. I think that's all it is. I, I don't think his season starts till like January. For... <laughs> okay, sure. Halfway through the season, man. Right, makes sense. Right, yeah. <laughs> More than a late starter. Especially, <laughs> not, especially since we're not playing playoff basketball, you might want to get going a little earlier. If you want, you know, he doesn't have to. Um, uh, uh, what else? Uh, who else haven't we talked about? Uh, any thoughts on Isaiah Livers' defense? Just if you guys have noticed anything, like we know he's a good defender. Yeah, I mean you know he's a good defender. You know he, you know what he'll bring. But I don't know if we've touched on this before, but he's so sneakily bouncy. Um, awesome. We saw it in the dunk. We see it in flashes when he comes up with some big blocks and glassing people on the, the fast break. What's up? Glassing folks on the fast break. Yeah, like, or ready to chase down blocks. <laughs> That's something I <laughs> that Duran block. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that turn block. About that. that was probably the block of the season for me. Um, Which one? I don't, the Joe the one Harris one or the Bruno Fernando? I prefer the Bruno, the Bruno Fernando. Fernando one. Oh, good. Ooh. They're both tough. I like the Fernando one. There's something about someone just trying to go over the top of somebody just and just be stop, that's a stop. Man. stopping that's them just... in his tracks. Yeah. <laughs> like full apex max jump and just nope. That Joe Harris block, though, I didn't think he had a chance. No. I didn't think he had a chance. Because he's uh, so fast, too. Like, we always talk yeah. about Durham being strong and bouncy. Like, up and down the court, when he's, like, fully running, he is probably one of the faster dudes out there. I, I want to see us, like, hit him on, on like, when he's cu- coming down the middle. Like, I just want us to feed it to him when he's coming down the middle. Do. I don't know why. I want to see it so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. So, we, we, all right, let's 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 pick one real quick. Darren Block against Joe Harris or against Bruno Fernando? Which one was cooler for you guys? I'm 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 going Fernando. 
Fernando. Yeah, it was cooler, but it wasn't. It was more expected, I guess. Expected? Who's making I mean, that? People <laughs> making mean. that block, man. Like, I don't know. I, I see what he's saying. I see what he's saying. I thought like it was so unexpected to get that clean. Like I like to. Yeah. I thought that was gonna be a foul the whole time. Like, and he got no, the one the other night where he swatted and was called a foul. I forgot. I forgot what it was. That was also a nice block. He got oh, called I, some ridiculous fouls against the Rockets. I felt like some really soft stuff. But the rest were on something last night. <laughs> you were letting them play. <laughs> should, we move in, should we move in then? Move on. To uh, yeah, hold on. I wanted to say one more thing. What right. was it? Uh, all right, I forgot. Whatever. All right. So now we're going to jump into the um, grades for each player through this point in the season. Uh, this is no particular order. I just pulled the team up on Google. And we're going to start. Oh, we're gonna start off with a heavy hitter, Jaden Ivy. We'll go uh, Connie, Gabe, Valley, and then I'll go. Uh, Jaden Ivy, I got him at a B plus right now. With how much right. go up? Uh, go ahead. He's got some. Has had some really like fantastic, uh, fantastic stuff that's bringing his grades up. You know, you see some of the dunks, some of the crazy plays, some of the great games, the thirty point game. You think, oh, that's an that's an A rookie season. But uh, there's also stuff like like last night where like he comes out really hot and then he like he disappears for a little while, or he has a game where he goes one for or <laughs> for eight, one for two for four for sixteen. Uh, it hasn't been a perfect rookie season. It's been Basically, what I expected though, and that's why I go B plus. Gabe, you and me. Many of the same reasons Connie said. I guess I'm just a harder grader, <laughs> so I go B. His defense has been atrocious. Uh, okay. He fouls too much, but like he really has athleticism, passing vision, like driving to the hoop. If he could just work on layups or dunk it down, maybe like a week ago, I would have said. B minus, but like the passing this past week has bumped his grade up for me. Valley, our final grades either. We got to have a season to go, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I I went B as well. Um, I I guess also because I'm a little bit of a harder grader. Um, things haven't been as perfect with Jaden Ivy. You know, high turnovers, a lot of, a lot of chucking games. Um, shot selection's not quite there yet, but you know there has been recent improvement. So I guess same as Gabe, I instead of B minus, I go to a B because more recently I think he's been playing well. Yeah, I, I was the same way. It was B minus last week, and it jumped up to a B. Uh, like Connie said, like he just has those games where he's like he just disappears offensively. Like his shooting is just awful. Um, like with any fire, he a fire is gonna fizzle out eventually. He'll start off burning hot and then he'll just fizzle out. So like, I guess he, what were your um expectations going in of Jaden Ivy? Like exactly what has happened? Pretty much, yeah. Well, Lots of turnovers, like flashes, flashes of the excitement. Like you know, it's gonna be there, but you know, inefficiently right now. So uh, exactly what well, I predicted. Why He's shooting about as well as anybody else on our team. Forty-one. <laughs> <laughs> He's 15, yeah, he four, and four and a half. Like, this is what we wanted from him. Yeah. Like, so an yeah. A grade would have been, like, going above and beyond. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, okay. That's so why I got B, right? Like, he, he didn't disappoint me. He didn't, like, overdo it for me. He's, like, right where I want him at. So B's not a bad thing. It's just, that's, I, mean, I mean, like, he's got room to improve, right? Like you said, we're going to do, like, a, po- a postseason one, too. So, like. I think he's got he, – there's no reason he can't finish with a B-plus or an A-minus or higher for me by the end of the season. Yeah. 
right. Uh, next guy. Uh, before he's off the team, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, we'll go Gabe, Valley, me, Connie. I wanted to go A because uh, he's been so great for us offensively, but I went A minus. He's turnover prone, kind of decides when not to play defense, and uh, I don't know, hogs the balls a little bit sometimes. But that being said, he's our best player. He's been he's having a career year, and uh, yeah, he's been great. So A minus. Valley, sorry, uh, also went B. Excuse me, what am I saying? I went A for Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, I was thinking about A minus for all those exact reasons, um, but I was just thinking about where we'd be without Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, he's shooting 48 and 41, 88, uh, consistent, consistent 20 points, for, 21 points per game. Uh, but he just, other than, you know, perhaps the last few games, he seems to bring it every night and every single shot he takes, I, I expect him to make. So uh, he's been our best player this season. So I went with A. Uh, I'm going to go A- minus because if we do trade him and he lands us a great return, it can bump up to an A-plus for my postseason review. But, um, yeah, I mean, just some of the games where he's just lost defensively, uh, he's just a huge minus. But I, I, w- I can't go below an A- minus for Bogey. I mean, like Valley said, where would we be without Bogey? Like, we've seen how bad our offense is without him. So, A- minus for me. Uh. I got to go A. It's like the biggest role that he's ever had in his career. The most shots he's ever taken. Uh, he actually had one year where he was taking the same amount of shots as this, but he's hitting more on Detroit. So he's got a bigger role. He's shooting more efficiently and he's doing basically doing what he's been doing his whole career plus. Um, so that's, that's an A for me. You know, we, we got more than what I expected out of him, and I already had pretty high expectations of him. That's very sure. Uh, all right. Next guy, Valley, you're going to love starting with this guy, Cade Cunningham. And then we'll go me, Connie, and Gabe. Cade, Cade's a weird one, obviously. Um, slow start to the season, um, as we saw with his rookie year. Picked it up, looked fantastic at times, looked like an all-star at times, <clears throat> and then missed the season again. So how much do you weigh in missing a season into a grade? Do you only count the stuff that he plays? I don't know. Yeah. I this one really hard. I went with B plus just because it was a little. It, it's just not controversial. Um, because he still averaged twenty points a game, six boards, six assists. He still was noticeably, arguably, um, our best player at the time. Um, a difficult one for me. I, you know, I'm always still confident in the fact that Kate's going to be a star in the future. Uh, so I went B plus for Kate. I went B plus too. All the same reasons. Um. I don't factor in missing the season at all. It's not really something you can control. Um, you know, he got hurt, he got hurt, and he made the decision for the long-term health, and you can't dock a guy for that. Instead of playing through it, he made the mature decision. It hurts now, but, you know, maybe in five years, it'll pay off, so I wouldn't be plus. Uh, I went incomplete. Can't grade a guy on this. Like, it's like dropping a class in the first week. That's an NC. Hey, if I got a 100 on the first attendance assignment and I drop out, that's an A for the class. <laughs> no, no, it is not. No, it is not. Incomplete as well. Incomplete. Like, you just can't grade it. He, he was good. In the, yeah, in the same bag, I don't know when we'll get to them, but Livers and Bagley are also incomplete because of injury for me. Just haven't played enough. 
Should we just dock those guys now? I, I feel like Bagley can get a grade. He played enough for me. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, I'll start with this one. Then we'll go Connie, Gabe, Valley, uh, Jalen Duren. Um, I'm going A for Jalen Duren. I mean, I, I wasn't – I Jalen Duren's doing what I expected him to do, just not this early in his career, not in year one. Um, I, I've just he, – he's not afraid of contesting shots. He just – He's just so strong down low. Um, and the way he alters shots, whether it's uh, inside or outside, and his switchability, I, I'm really high on Jalen Dern, so I went A. Uh, yeah, I went A minus. No, pretty much the exact same reason as you. He's a monster. Uh, he's got crazy room to grow. He's pretty much doing exactly what we wanted and beyond that in the season I would just go a minus you know just because I felt a little bad about giving him an a I felt like that was a little bit of a homer take but if you're saying I'm not gonna say it too uh there has been some stuff at least earlier in the season with some foul trouble biting on some pump fakes you know getting up hitting with the body but I think he's curbed that a little bit and uh I yeah I fully expect this to be an a for me at the end of the season but a minus right now I'm at a for him uh He's exceeded expectations. I think the player for me who's exceeded expectations second most on the team. I'll get to the other one later. He's just been amazing for a rookie. I was going to be in the camp of, like, if he's averaging, like, five and five, playing, like, 15 minutes off the bench this year, I would have been happy. And now he's putting up 20 and 15 double-doubles. <laughs> Absurd. Uh, Valley? Yeah, I went A as well. Same exact reasons as you. I mean, um, didn't expect this much so soon, but I knew I was going to get it eventually, but not this soon. So I went with A. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Should we? Nah, we'll just keep that. We'll, we'll, we'll keep the current trend. Uh, Connie, start us off with Killian Hayes. Uh, yeah, I got a B for Killian Hayes. <clears throat> uh, you know, people can look at that how they will. Uh, me personally, a B is like a B is like below, you know. You, I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been he's been all right. He like if you're including the entirety of this season, you have to include the absolute atrocious start that he had. Um, and even since then, I mean, he hasn't been like a world beater. He's been a rotation player since then. He hasn't been like a star like we might make him out to be sometimes. Um, I might even drop it to a B minus now that I'm thinking about it, just because when I, when I made the B grade, it's kind of been on what he's been like post Mavs game. But if we're including everything, including the yeah, where the like the good streak of time where he's averaging three points a game, uh, I'm gonna go B minus. Uh, Gabe, uh, I'm at a B plus for him, and that's mainly like if if this season were graded individually I'd probably be closer to like a B or B minus as well but compared to the previous two seasons compared to where he is compared to like September October November he's just improved so much and I think him being a rotation piece it's kind of more than I expected as well so I'm rewarding him for uh, putting in the effort to improve to be a when Connie said he doesn't take bees, but when it comes to bees for me, I take those. So I went B for killing bees, <laughs> but a more a more optimistic B. Um, because he's shown flashes, but still like <laughs> similarly with the whole team. 
uh, rather inconsistent at times, which is the only thing holding me back uh, from going any higher. But if you told me before the season, this guy who's averaged seven points per game on his career, shot terribly, still not shooting well, is averaging 10 and six, especially after that start he had, uh, where he was averaging like two, one and one and was undoubtedly the worst player in the NBA for a period of time. Um, so just seeing where he's come from, um, seeing those individual games, there's been five, six, seven games um, where he's really looked really good. A um, lot of flashes. Um, he, he's undoubtedly taken some leaps this year, and I would be comfortable going in next season with him as our, our sixth man, our backup point guard. Um, so I went B, but I anticipate and I hope I can move that up to B plus, A minus at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'm torn between a B and a B plus um, because, like like Gabe said, like as much as he's overcome, like it, it's not easy. Uh, and to go from, you know, like, oh, this guy's a bust to like whenever he shoots a mid-ranger, you're like, okay, I'm confident in that shot going down. For, for him going from, you know, what is this guy going to do to, you know, he has a shot that he goes to when he's trying to get going again. Uh, and like Valley said, going for, to 10 and six, uh, I'm going to go final grade. I'm going to go B because um, he hasn't blown expectations out of the water because of how slow he started. But um, I think I'm giving him the B now because I think at the end of the season, like Valley said, I can bump it up to that B plus A minus area. Uh all right, Sadiq Bay. We'll start with Gabe, Valley, me, and then Connie. Sorry, just cut up. Oh, what you're player good. Sadiq. Sadiq, uh, mm-hmm. my lowest grade for the team this year, uh, between like a C plus and a B minus for him. Uh, he's you know he's improving late, but he's just had a. I expected more from him this year. Shot bad. Doesn't play defense. Doesn't really pass the ball. But, you know, I still have trust in him. He's still playing passable basketball. So, average C plus, B minus. Sense. <laughs> uh, Valley? Oh, I want B minus for Sadiq. Um, little recency bias in there. Had he not had this much improved month of January, I'd be in the Cs. Um, but, yeah, maybe, maybe he's just a guy who gets going late on, like you said. Uh, B minus for Sadiq. The inconsistencies will will make it hard to ever really get over that hump for me, I think. Um, so we'll see if this changes towards the end of the season. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a B minus. Hopefully there's, but like you said, recency bias. Um, yeah, if it wasn't for the month of January, definitely a C. I think uh, I just love how physical he is on his drives. And like, he, like sometimes I think like there's no way he's going to be able to get this shot off. And then he still muscled it up and then somehow. So like I'm I'm going with the B minus for Sadiq. Connie. Um, I go B minus as well, but it's like a it's like a 79.9 that he had to ask <laughs> the professor to round up. Um, and that's only because of this last this last little little January, pretty much. Um, shooting aside, which he like he shoots a pretty bad percentage shooting, he is I think our worst defender. Uh like just the the lapses and the lapses in attention effort just letting the guy if he's guarding the guy one-on-one it seems like they get where they want to like he is so strong but it seems like they get where they want to go every time um i don't know y'all know i'm not not a huge bay guy at this point uh he has turned it on a little bit i hope i i hope it raises up because like the idea of bay has always to me been better than the player bay uh and if those ever match up he could be a, a good guy but 
a low B minus right now. Have you noticed him being more physical defensively recently? I feel like there's a drive here and there, but who uses physicality a little bit more? Yeah, sure. But like still, I think the defensive part is mostly just like attention and effort for him. It's like physicality. Like, yeah, when he's like, yeah, sure. Makes sense. Like, when uh, we played the Bulls, I felt like I mean it's DeRozan, but yeah. Rosen and Levine were just like, like walking past, walking to their spot, okay. they didn't know exactly where they wanted to be, and mm-hmm. then rising up, which is makes sense. Uh, I think Valley, you're starting this one off right. Uh, Isaiah Stewart, beef stew. I went with B plus, um, and I, I think that's been a skewed down a little bit with the games recently. Um, how much that shoulder's playing in, I don't know. Um, but to see the three-point shooting that we've seen from Stewart this season, uh, no matter what, is still impressive to me. Um, that instantly moves him up a letter grade or two for me. Uh, I think it's such a valuable asset. And then recently we've seen him come off the bench as, as the five-man. I think that's something we're going to see just continually throughout his career is, is flexibility. Um, you'll see him as a four. You'll see him as a five. You'll see him as a starter. You'll see him as a backup. Just a Mr. Jack-of-all-trades. Do whatever you need him to do. Uh, B-plus for Isaiah Stewart for me. Yeah, I went B plus two. Um, I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't know how much that shoulder's playing into his game right now. Um, but every game, he always gives it his all. He's always running up and down the floor. He's always, you know, into it, not afraid to con- contest. Excuse me, anything at the rim. Um, and, and his three-point shot has impressed me until uh, he stopped shooting it. So I, I have a feeling that's because of the shoulder, but until that's confirmed or denied, I'm going B plus for beef stew. Connie? Uh, I went B plus as well. For the exact same reason, like the shooting going off a little bit. I think the shooting going down a bit has a bit to do with Marvin Bagley's injury, where Casey is now relying on him more to play the other center with like Duran and more, uh, what's it called? I mean, you don't play the minutes together. Oh my Stag- God. Oh. Staggering. When he's, been more, when he's been staggering the two centers instead of playing them together, because when they're staggered and he's the only big out there, uh, there's much more of an opus to put him around the rim, try to get offensive rebounds, rather than when he was playing with Duran, he's um, he's playing in the corners, he's playing up top, he's picking and popping, he's shooting threes. Uh, if if what we saw like up until Bagley got injured pretty much, I probably would have given him an A because he did, seems like he added that three-pointer to his game. He was shooting like, there are games he's shooting like 10 threes. And yeah. that's something that came out of absolutely, not nowhere, but almost nowhere. So I say B plus just because of this recent like little downstretch, but I don't know if that's as much him as the circumstances and the injury. Fair enough. Gabe? I'm going to be, uh, I love the, you know, the improvements are amazing, the three-point shooting, but it's kind of more idea than reality right now. Um, it looks good, but he's just not hitting enough threes. Uh, I think that's part, of, it's not just like the injury. I think it's also just like, you know, trying to tone it down a little bit. We can usually get an easier shot than a Stewart three uh, if he's making them at this clip. But, I mean, he's been great. He's improved on last year. Free throw shooting is up. He gets to the line a lot more this year, which I think is a great improvement. He has those little, I don't know, they're like weird, awkward takes off like a pump fake three, but they look pretty clean at the end of the play. Overall, he's like an eight, at an 86 right below a b plus for me nice uh did you guys see that layup he made yesterday i thought that was cool i think he went right hand left side i thought that yeah, was a little, cool. little reverse layup where he came yeah flying. yeah that was sweet 
Um, Marvin Bagley. Of course, I'm starting this one off. Um, I was, I, I really don't know with Marvin. I was going to give him a C plus, but because his value mostly comes when Cade's on the floor and we haven't seen a lot of that, I'm going incomplete. Connie? Um, I mean, Marvin Bagley's played like 29 games this season where Cade has played 12. So I feel like I've had seen enough of Bagley to give him a grade to this point, and I did go C+. Plus. Um, there were some nice offensive games where he was coming off the bench. Uh, I think he is a pretty skilled offensive player. I uh, can get to things. And I think we, we talked about it when he was playing, too. Like, it is hindered in that he's not playing with Cade Cunningham. Like, he came on after Cade got injured. We were like, oh, we can't really judge this guy until we see him play with Cade because of how fantastic he was with him uh, at, down the stretch of last year. But never playing with Cade. And then just being just like a oh, – just a really bad defender. Just, there's really, yeah. really no two ways about it. He could try. He could not. He's, like, he's just like a half – he's like a second slow to contests. It's, yeah. He doesn't really do anything around the rim or the perimeter. Uh, so I went C+. Plus. But again, this would probably be like a B B plus if if Cade had played the season because oh he, for sure big time would have made it better. Yeah, even with his defensive laps, I think so. <laughs> uh, Valley, you and Marvin Bagley. I went I went pretty low on Marvin Bagley. I'm not too high on him. Um, Connie said Sadiq Bay is our worst defender. I think that's probably true, but Marvin Bagley is not far behind him uh, yeah. for that award. And on top of that, he's also playing most of the time in the center position. Um, rather than a wing position, which I think means you get caught out more or at least visibly caught out more at the rack in terms of finishes. I went with a D for Marvin Bagley. Um, I've been, obviously, you know, the injuries pissing me off, but two big injuries, but I think he's just been bad whenever he's played a terrible (laughs) protector. He can't shoot. He's shooting 27% from three. Um, I don't see where he makes himself as a useful option to score the ball if it's not just the way Duran scores right now, which is no play is called for you, you're just dunking, but not being an offensive rebounding threat, then where does that come from? You know, you can't, like he's just a play finisher, but then is he a center? I don't know. He can't shoot. Um, I hate when we post him up. You know, that's the only benefit of him being out right now because I don't think it's ever a good choice unless the guy on him is significantly smaller than him. Sorry to be roasting on Marvin Bagley, but as of right now, this, I rate this as Weaver's biggest mistake, giving him that contract. Ooh. Three or thirty-seven million dollars. I I'm very pessimistic on not his future here because I don't know where else he's gonna play, but just his minutes here, just his role here. I'm not a fan of Marvin Bagley. Okay, fair enough. Perfect uh, timing. Gabe is yeah, back. That a boy, Gabe. All right, give us your Marvin Bagley grade. Well, as I said earlier, I want to go incomplete because I mean he hasn't really played with the team. I don't know, enough, like, with the healthy team to kind of find his role in the team. But I think also part of that is him just not being very good. So uh, I'll go for a C. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Connie, start us. Oh, yeah, shoot. But just one more thing. I guess, yeah, he kind of played when we hadn't gotten everything figured out yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess injuries is coming to play with every team, so you can't really make that excuse for anybody because everybody gets injured. But I just keep looking back in. I really would have loved to see this team like fully complete, at least for like a couple games. Like see Cade play with Bogey and Burks and Bagley. I think a lot of these grades would have been higher, but 
again, injuries happen to everybody. It's not like our team specific. So yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Alec Burks, Connie, start us off with your Alec Burks grade. I went A. Pretty much the same reason that I went for Bogey. Uh, you look at his body of work; he's pretty much gone two or above his body of work his like whole career in the NBA. He's forty five percent from three. Sorry, some of that. He's top ten in. He's top five in non. He's fifth actually in non corner three point percentage at forty six percent. He's forty five percent in general. He gets big buckets. He's like he's one of our most consistent uh, scorers. Um, yeah, he has been above at or above advertised, and yeah, that's fine. I'm going A. Gabe. Yeah, I'll go A minus. Uh, he's 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 a bucket. Yeah. Uh, he also, I mean, he's not a great passer, but he makes the right pass more often than not. He'll find lobs. Uh, yeah, nothing really I can add to that. Just a good player, Mr. Valley. Wish I had. Wish I had some of the infographics they've shown on his his bench scoring uh, productivity. Uh, I went a minus for Alec Burks. Just a fantastic bucket getter. Um, looks like we're auditioning him now, but I, I'd be cool with keeping him around just because how he makes the right play all the time uh, seems to be a good locker room presence. A minus for Alec Burks for me. Yeah, I went A minus. Um, I mean, the way he took our bench from non-existent to like top five is incredible. Uh, like in the month of December. So, yeah, I'm going A minus for Alec Burks. Um, and if we keep him around till the end of the season, I'm like ninety nine percent sure that's going to bump up to an A. Uh, next on the internet is Buddy Boheim, but I think we all have an incomplete for Buddy. Uh. Hami Diallo, Gabe, start us off. Um, I want to go, I'm going to say A for him. He's like, he kind of lost his place in the rotation early on, but seemingly has stamped his way right back in. He's been amazing. He brings effort that no one else does on the team. Uh, and, you know, his like dunks and energy and like they, get the crowd into it. He makes big, big defensive plays. He still can't shoot, but he's cut out those shots. And that's a huge part of the game where he just dunks. It's like, he can't really be stopped. It's usually a foul or a bucket. And uh, yeah, not many negatives this season. Mm, can I go second? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Fire. Uh, I'm going to go B minus. Uh, do you not recall oh. earlier this season where you said you wouldn't be surprised if he's off of this team? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's completely turned it around. Yeah, sure. But it's like we're doing season grades, not like past season grades. Like you got you to gotta include everything. And while I agree with everything you just said, uh, like past, he's played himself fully back into the rotation and he's one of our better players, I think, uh, like as a – almost like an offensive, big, defensive disruptor. But there were times during this season where we would come on here and just, like, hate on Hamadou Diallo for a long time. <laughs> because like, they were really bad. Like, there was, like, we talk about his energy. There were, like, low-energy games in the beginning. 
And, you know, to, to get an A, you got to turn in all coursework. You got to get A's on all assignments. And he just wasn't doing that. He's been getting on A's on his assignments recently. You know, he's getting his academic uh, probation, getting got rid of that. But he was turning in doo-doo in the beginning of the year. And, you know, it all averages out. I expect this grade to – if he keeps playing like this, he's an A at the end of the season. But, man, the, the beginning of the season was, like, ugly for a couple of guys for us here. And but I, you really went B-. You have to remember it. You went B-. minus. You think he can drop from a B- minus to an A by the end of the season? If he keeps doing yeah. this, yeah, he's going to drop to an A because then I'm going to forget about the beginning of the season. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Valley? I don't know. <laughs> kind of an awkward one. You guys, you guys both put a very contrasting points. Uh, I, I, I used a B plus for Hamadou Diallo. Uh, good, but but not great. Uh, and also, you know, I recall just like Connie, we would go on and bash this dude for like two, three pods in a row, and all of a sudden we just flipped the switch and we're like, "Whoa, this guy Hami! Nobody brings him." What are you talking about? <laughs> well, he flipped the switch. I don't know. He, flipped, he did flip the switch, but maybe it was just you know some opportunity, some more it. opportunity. But um, <laughs> yeah, with everything Hamadou does, um, he he's like our sixth man right now. He is the first guy that comes off the bench. Uh, instant energy, B plus for Hamadou. Uh, and again, on the trajectory that he's going, I probably will finish the season with an A for him. Uh, I'm torn between a B and a B plus because, like you guys said, we did come on here and bash him like all the time. But at the same time, like he, like he proved us wrong when we bashed him, and he kept his head down. We didn't see any real complaints from him this semester. Uh, this semester, this <laughs> season, <laughs> this season, and uh, he kept his head down and he worked his way back into the rotation. So just for being, and this will pop up a little bit later, but just for being more professional this year, showing a little maturity from last year to this year, uh, I'm going with a B plus for Hamadou Diallo. Uh, Let's see. Next on, oh, here we go. Nerlens Noel. We'll start with uh, Valley. Uh, my only incomplete I have. Um, haven't seen enough of Nerlens Noel. Not that I want to. Incomplete for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going. I'm going B minus. Just like I said, for being professional, he hasn't like come out and vocally said like, "Oh, Detroit's not playing me." He hasn't done any of that. He's just. He's done what he's been asked to do. He's coming. He's played his minutes when he's been asked to play his minutes. And uh, sometimes he does a good job. So, you know, just for, I mean, they say it's A for effort, but in this case, it's B minus for effort. Connie? Uh, yeah, I got to go with Valley. It's an incomplete. He's played 13 <laughs> games. Like, sure, he, he comes in and fills in those spot minutes. He's been nice defensively, but, yeah. Just Enough. We're, we're scraping uh, the bottom of the barrel here, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. Uh, Gabe. Uh, yeah, incomplete as well. You know, I think he's. <laughs> what do you rate like a second round pick? What would you grade that? That's kind of what his grade is, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Kojo, Connie. I didn't care to grade this. I didn't really look into him. Um, he's been Corey Joseph. He's like barely played recently, uh, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I, I didn't bother to grade him. I'm sorry. That's fair. Uh, and did anyone bother to grade Kojo? I, I gave him a I gave him a nice little like C. You That's know, because yeah, honestly, before. last season he was still shooting that thing, but. 
he's not shooting it as well this year. Um, <laughs> slightly down. I don't know. He's and he's played some minutes. You know, like it wasn't like he got out of the rotation because he was playing poorly. Um, so hey, that you know is how bad Bojo has to play to be out of Casey's rotation. <laughs> it's gotta be that too good so i don't know it, it could be kind of harsh i like Corey. it's nothing against him but i went with the C. yeah yeah i i did too uh kevin knox uh valley start us off uh same area c c plus for me um he's done exactly what he's done his whole career if you look at it um doesn't score a lot he'll score a little bit um and he'll shoot some threes uh pretty decent defender actually kevin knox yeah, he's long. His length and everything, but not an exciting one here for, for Kevin Knox. Uh, same area, but I did officially put it right down C+. I've been happier with Kevin Knox and Kojo, so I'm going with C+. Uh, Connie? Uh, he's slightly exceeded what I thought he was. He's not like a complete bum, which was my vision of him <laughs> before he came to the Pistons. He's had some good stretches. He's done some all right stuff. Uh, so I wouldn't be... Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'll go B minus, I guess. He's hit Fair some enough. threes. Uh, you know, he's played a little small ball five. I think that's probably where he is the most uh, successful. But uh, yeah. <laughs> After our teachers meeting, I bumped Kevin Knox up to a B minus. Okay. Uh, Rodney Magruder. Start off with Connie. Again, I didn't bother. He's a great bench <laughs> guy, man. Sure. Like, he's more of a TA than a student. Didn't bother. To, didn't bother. To <laughs> him, I like how you say he's not He's not a professor or anything. He's a, he's a TA. <laughs> no, I think that's a, a good way to describe it. <laughs> the GSI is in the house, man. Uh, yeah. You know what? He, he's either GSI or a TA. I'm, I'm not great, Rodney. Gave, gave Rodney a grade? No, but he plays yeah. well when he plays. You know. Yeah, he plays yeah. well. Yeah. I actually gave him a B for that. For that matter, I don't know why. You know, you could say that about other guys, but something about Rodney McGruder. I just like the guy. I like his personality. Got to that gets him a B for me. <laughs> well, if he's the GSI, he's grading his own assignment, so I'm guessing <laughs> A plus for Rodney. Uh, all right, no one cares, I guess, about Jared Rhodes. So I'm going to. Isaiah D. Livers. I'm giving Isaiah. I'm giving him a B. Um, his shot was really, really inconsistent. Like we've come on here multiple times and bashed him for making like one three. Um, but you know he's he might finally be healthy now. He might finally be able to, for however long he can stay healthy. You know, be an actual contributor on the floor. So in the hopes of bumping this up in the future, I'm going with a B for Isaiah Evers. Connie? Uh, oh, B minus. He's been really nice defensively. Shot, you know, like as you said, inconsistent. But he's one of our hardest triers and I think one of our best skillful uh, defenders. I would probably go higher for him other than like before the season, I was super high on liveries. Like that, that was my – you were one of my calls. Like I, I believed in him wholeheartedly, and he has not lived up to my expectations. Maybe that's more my fault that I'm grading him badly, but he has not lived to where I thought he would be. So I would say B minus. Okay, uh, Gabe. He hasn't played that much. Um, that's no fault of his own. So it's kind of hard to grade him because, like, he is a good player when he plays, but he doesn't. 
he doesn't always like fulfill what he could be fulfilling. I feel like, like ideally as a three and D wing, he needs to hit a few more threes at a little higher clip. So I'll go, I'll go B minus B. Yeah, uh, I like it. One more thing, uh, he, like a thing that I think brings him down on the three side of things is I think Gabe's talked about this before for sure. Is that he has one set of footwork that he can do to get into a three pointer. And yeah. there's uh, very little, like, malleability to his, his jump shooting, which really limits you as an NBA player. And I, that's what I was hoping for. I was hoping, like, he could hit a more uh, a wider variety of three-pointers, which he, uh, he has not done. Makes sense. Uh, Bally? Yeah, B-minus as well. Um, you guys have touched on everything there is to touch on on livers. Um, yeah, but, you know, still, still a nice piece to have around here. Weaver just said while we were in Paris that he's kind of a forgotten guy. Uh, about the core here in Detroit, and and I like that. Um, just a reminder to fans, you know, like this is our three and D guy. It's gonna be here for a while, and he does just that. Yeah, uh, and I remembered what I was gonna say earlier. You guys see that block he had yesterday? Uh, I forget who he blocked, but they got Hami held him in the air, and Livers came from behind and just swatted it. Yeah, that's great. Uh, all right. So I don't know if you guys put these guys on your list, but if not, that makes it more fun because it's on the spot. Uh, Dwayne Casey. Give me your Dwayne Casey grades for this year. We'll start with Connie. Uh, I feel like a lot of people hate a lot on Dwayne Casey. I'm going to go B minus. Uh, I don't think he's been the reason that like, – a lot. I feel like a lot of blame goes on him for the reason that we're losing games. Mm-hmm. I think his rotations are definitely not perfect. Who's going to go C plus? C plus because last year uh, the rotations weren't perfect either, but the team always came out and played. I think there's a lot of nights where the team just doesn't – doesn't play hard like they played lackadaisically and I think a lot of that's on the coach um just to get them out there to do something and they haven't been doing something so yeah okay. uh Gabe yeah I guess it's kind of boring because we always say B or something but uh yeah I'll go B as well he doesn't you know some rotations some where he doesn't, he's not like open to change some games. It's always like the same people coming in. I feel like recently he's been experimenting more. There's been more change on the move, which I've really liked. And I think a large part of him being the coach is the culture of this team. That like, you know, we work hard, we're improving. And like, like Connie said, the energy is not his fault. I mean, if you put the wrong people together, it kind of is, which happens. So oh, I would think energy is his fault. Like, oh, it is. You think it is? Part, I mean, part I think of the reason being a coach is like motivating the guys, getting out, getting them out there to play for you. And if you're like, if they're not playing hard, they're not playing hard for you. I feel like you've kind of lost them a little bit. So I would say I would but, put some of like the like the energy on on Casey on the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I don't think he's lost the locker room at all. I think it's just I don't know. We're just not very good. And we're young players who probably have, like, you know, they're not used to the – they're college players. They're not used to NBA grind yet, I think. And that's kind of part of it. So, yeah, I'll go B. Valley? Yeah, people throw Casey under the bus, you know, way too easily. And it is easy to do. Um, and I went C+. Plus. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm as optimistic about him to go into the B range. Um, you know, sometimes it's rotation. Sometimes it is, you know – a kind of consistent lack of effort um, that results in me um, not being able to go up there. So I'll say C plus for Casey. I'm going to go B minus. Most of the reasons you guys already said, 
Um, I, I'd like to see him run plays more suited to his personnel rather than, you know, just generic. Like, I feel like if you could find a way to get Ivy rolling or Diallo rolling downhill um, before they even get the ball, that'd be great. But uh, I'm going to be minus for doing Casey. Last on this list, Troy Weaver. Uh, Gabe, start us off. A plus. We have Jalen Duran. <laughs> we have Jaden Ivy. Uh, I mean, if you count the draft as this year, I count a part of this season, then he's knocked it out of the park. And I think his grade will only go up after the trade deadline. Barton for small move, he's going to make the right move, I think. And uh, I mean, he stole bogey, and we're about to get a return if we do trade him. So he's done nothing wrong in my sure. eyes, except the Marvin Bagley thing, but at the end of the day, we have cap space. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not like long-term, so yeah. Valley? Uh, I went with an A, and the only thing that did hold me back from an A-plus was Marvin Bagley's contract, which I said earlier. Um, but yeah, Weaver's done all the right things. I mean, I texted you guys, I think yesterday in the group chat, saying he doesn't get enough credit for acquiring um, Jalen Duran. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still see people on social media sometimes say like, oh, when's Weaver going to assemble a winning team? Like, come on. <laughs> I find that just foolish because it doesn't just happen in, you know, in the, in the blink of an eye. Uh, a, for, a, for, um, a for Weaver, still super optimistic about the long-term future of this team. I'm A-plus for Troy. Um, I haven't really disliked any move that he's made. Yes, the Marvin Bagley deal have not worked out to this point, but, you know, we still got Bagley for – at least next year, because no one's going to take his contract. So, um, I, I'm, I, and you'll have Cade, you'll have probably a full roster full of healthy guys and plus one draft pick. So, I'm going with an A plus for Troy Weaver. And like Gabe touched on, um, this trade deadline, it, it's not going to make or break my A plus. Like, whatever Troy does, I trust. I mean, when the grant trade was originally made, everybody was heated. Like, oh, you only got a 2025 first round pick. Well, guess what he did with that 2025 first round pick, right? So Troy works in, uh, has a process and uh, he can't jump to conclusions when he makes a deal. So I'm giving Troy an A plus. Connie? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go A, just because like things often all come to fruition. Uh, like I, the plan's not done, but it ha- like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just ha- all the moves haven't finished falling into place. Uh, I feel like I did see like a little quote from him recently that said like it's about to go down. Like it's about to have like get. This is just basically. I feel like he's just been laying groundwork for the first couple years. Like he's just setting up. He inherited this like doo doo uh, situation where like we traded away our picks for Blake Griffin and. You know, like he had to do a reset just to get started, uh, you know, to start building up. And now he started building up. Like you said, we like, I think we like fleeced New York, fleeced, uh, like to get Burks, to get Durant, fleeced the Jazz. Yeah. It worked out for the Jazz too, but from our perspective, at least, fleeced the Jazz to get, to get bogey and we'll see what those turn into. Um, I guess, yeah, you could say the Bagley thing, but again, like, what else are we going to spend our money on? There's, like, a cap minimum, and everybody's on a rookie contract, so somebody's got to get paid, and that contract's going to be over by the time we actually have to pay anybody that matters, so. <laughs> um, I think his grade weighs heavily on, like, yeah, what he does at this uh, trade deadline and what he does next season, I think, is when it's really going to start mattering and when it's, like, moves are going to be less 
hypothetical. Like right now, he's got a lot of house money to play with because like everything is just like moving, is setting up for the next step. At some point, the next step's got to be like a platform that you're standing on, right? Um, so A right now, but it's going to start mattering more, I think. Agreed. Uh, and before we get out of here, uh, I just want to say, um, if you have ever thought about going to a Motor City Cruise game, do it. It is an incredible experience. The worst seat in the house at a cruise game is like $300 at a Piston game. So like, go see the cruise play. I what went on Wednesday. That? What's that? What do you mean by the worst seat of the house at a cruise game is three? Like, there's no, like, like, you're like standing on the concourse and you can see pretty much everything on the court. Like, it, there's no obstructed views. It's just like every seat is a good view. How in much? My so, if you want to sit center court at a cruise game, it's 40 bucks per person. Uh, which game did you go to? I went to the Herd Brist Cruise on Wednesday, the 25th. January. Like any highlights from the game? How was it? Uh, it was great. David Nuaba had a couple mean dunks. Um, uh, Ryan Terrell played really well. Um, my That's uncle cool. and aunt know uh, Wayne County officer, so uh, we got to sit like courtside. So we and they they're Greek, so they were messing with Giannis's brother. Um, you know, it, it it's not always going to be a packed arena. So if you want to like, yeah. you know, interact with players, do do it. Like it's it's a crazy experience that you're not going to get anywhere else. And there's guys that like were in the NBA that were on that court, right? So like, it's not awful competition. There's still athletic guys out there. There's still fun stuff to see. Um, so that's just my opinion. If you were ever on the fence of going to a G League or Motor City Cruise game, do it uh tickets aren't that expensive you get a great experience um and the outside in the arena is actually really cool too when you walk in i had it hit me with a little bit of a wow factor it's where do they not like what's that where do they play the wayne state university uh oh, where, yeah. yeah it's a nice building actually um but uh yeah go do that uh any other thoughts before we get out of here guys uh record predictions for the week oh yeah let's do that uh, we got four games coming up this week, one against Dallas, and then we're home for the next three games where we welcome in uh, – who was first? Wizards. I know we welcome in Charlotte and Phoenix at the end of the week. Wizards. Um, what's that? The Wizards. Yeah, the Wizards. Thank you. That's blanking me. Uh, I'm going one and three. We're going to beat uh, Charlotte. I'm going two and two. Oh. I think we beat Dallas, who looks like they're Lucas, and I think we beat Phoenix. Not the two bad teams, but I think I think we'll beat Phoenix. <laughs> All right, Gabe. I'll go two and two as well. Oh my! We we've been playing pretty good, especially with this new juice starting lineup. New juice, I like that. Uh, Connie. Uh, we just lost to the Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> like the new juice starting lineup. Is it no Luca for tomorrow? I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think he's out with the ankle sprain still. I think we lose that one regardless. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go on four. <laughs> Very <laughs> nice. Hey, we got like four different things. I like it. it sad podcast next week. <laughs> one of these days we'll predict a above 500 record. Yeah, when the off season starts, I'm gonna say we're gonna go undefeated. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts before we get out of here? Didn't think so. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of the Buffs on Podcast. We are so, so close to 300 followers on Instagram. 
So please be a part of the BOP uprising. You're going to want to say you were here from the start. So go follow us on Instagram at bus underscore on underscore podcast. We're on Twitter. We're a lot more active on there now. So head over to Twitter and follow us there at Buffs on Podcast. If you're into Facebook, follow us on Facebook too. We're at Buffs on Pod. Uh, and uh, we're thinking about a TikTok and a YouTube too. So if you think that's a good idea, head over to social media and let us know. And if you're the 300th follower, we will give you, well, we don't have anything to give you. Motor we'll City Cruise tickets. Yeah, we'll give you cruise Ooh. tickets. Actually, I can, I can work that out. If you want to go to a cruise game and you're the 300th follower, hit me up on the Buffs on Podcast Instagram page. So until next time, throw the Buffs on Detroit. The future is bright. Yay!